Welcome to the Along Came Bitcoin podcast. My name is Eileen, and I am focusing this podcast on women in and around the Bitcoin space. It is a place to grow your knowledge and build your network in the Bitcoin community. While the focus is on women, all are welcome and encouraged to be part of the conversation. Thank you for being here and welcome to the journey. Today's episode I recorded with Amy a little while ago. We actually met down in Miami. We're taking a break from the Bitcoin conference. We happen to be eating at the same taco joint and start up a conversation. And this is a continuation of that. As you'll hear from our conversation, she's got quite a variety of experiences and has an amazing energy for Bitcoin and sharing that energy and education with other women. Welcome to the conversation. Hey there. How are you? Good. How are you? I did I did take some time to listen to a couple of your podcasts. Really cool. Oh, great, great. I wanted to get a feel for like just what you know what's missing out there, mm-hmm. what's not missing out there. Get more women in the space. And I think one of the things, Eileen, that's interesting is I've already noticed the type of personality of some of the women. So, and I, and I actually sensed it in your, a couple of your, uh, <laughs> I was listening to you as well. I was like, wow, Eileen's like really taking in the fact that this is a really underrepresented space by women. Mm-hmm. It and is. it's also becoming, or is, is, and I'm trying to find the right words to phrase it. It's like women need to realize they're giving the money back to the patriarchy. I don't know how to say it any other way, but I think there's an, there's a number of women that feel like this is a hippy dippy space and they don't want, or they think it's too technical or they're, they're really cha cha cha. And when I say that, it's like, I think, you know what I'm talking about. There are the women that are like, you know, that they're all styled. Right. And they're like, you know, the one young lady that I could, that I could align with that I, I recognize because I've been following her since her TikTok was really just about astrology. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she started to sort of weave her astrology into crypto. And then like, it just blew up, you know, then it just blew up. Like her, her TikTok just blew up, but she's been interviewed by magazines and I'm looking at this, like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, and it go, and I'm a technologist. So now you see why I'm challenged. Right. I'm challenged because how much more are women going to dumb themselves down? Well, that's part of my concern about all this, that there's, there's just a bigger conversation around money that needs to be happening. And, and women take ownership of that money. And yet, well, yes, I think Bitcoin is a big answer to that. I think there's an, it's not the whole thing, right? It's not the whole thing. And I think the conversations was, you know, I think the most, I was listening to Satya in Canada, <laughs> you know, and I am, I, I aligned with some of what she was saying, but then I took it from a different perspective. I am a senior yoga teacher. I've been teaching for 31 years. I've taught over 35,000 hours worldwide. When I heard her speak, I was like, shit, because what starts to happen, and Eileen, I'm so New York and so Irish and Italian, <laughs> which I'm not, but I grew up with Irish and Italian. I grew up with Italian Irish women that were like, look, we could sort this out. This is ridiculous that we're going to sit here and act like we're like hippie dip. No, we are going to sort this out, you know, mm-hmm. and they're going to pull everything into them to learn it, right? 
But when I hear some of these conversations, I'm scared <laughs> because they're 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 not they're they're tiptoeing around the technology. They're we have to have this conversation about this because this is you're absolutely spot on. This is a bigger conversation. And the bigger conversation has to do around money mindset. Yeah. Has to do around how we were raised. Did we learn about investing? Did we learn about how to save? No, we're a credit card nation. Mm-hmm. So what did we learn how to do? Oh, put it on the credit card. 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 Uh, that's not free money. That's anywhere from 20% APY to like 30% APY. And that's a retail product coming from these banking institutions. So I'm looking at it from a perspective of someone that was given a credit card at a very young age that ruined my credit for seven years. And then I was like, you know what, Aim, who's going to teach you this? Because I didn't learn it from my family. You know, I'm Puerto Rican, you know, I'm Latina. This is a very, you know, I think this is going to be an interesting talk because I think you're going to get a lot of interest from the Hispanic group, Hispanic community, especially females, because we aren't raised that way. We're not raised to talk about money. We didn't, you know, we didn't come, we didn't, not a lot of us owned property. Like our families rented. Do you know what I'm saying? Not, we didn't come from the same, like my friends that were Italian and Irish, their families worked really hard. They had restaurants, they had, um, you know, masonry construction and they built from the ground up and they put it for their kids. Right. But that is not how every Hispanic family was fortunate to grow up. And when you align to just inner cities, like New York city, Chicago, Compton, you know, you start to see these regions, they were growing up on social assistance. And this is where blockchain technologies, cryptocurrencies, digital currencies, digital assets could help mitigate the learning curve so that people could move forward. You know, because the reality right now is I'm even getting conversations that people are in their 60s and 70s that are like, oh my God, how do I get involved? You see what I'm saying? So in some ways we could keep it really low level like this. You know, we could keep it like this, but do you want that? Because this is not going to get you very far. This will keep people scared to step into the deep end. And for me, I'm about like, develop your critical thinking, do your own research, give you, here's your homework, go do research, come back with questions. Tell me what your questions are. And this is what I do on Clubhouse. And I've gone in six months, I've become an influencer on crypto because I'm talking on very, very prominent stages of educated people and investors, startup funds, millionaires, venture capitalists that are like, what can we do? And you know what's happening, Eileen? Tell me how many women are coming into this space and being founders. Mm-hmm. Not many, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But- this is, and the silver economy is next, which means stop looking at age. You could have a 50-year-old startup, a woman that wants to start. Look, she's, her kids are older. What's I, I actually think that that is one of the ideal demographics for a lot of this because there is a sense of ownership and there's also, you know, a legacy of family that you feel the need to provide in a different way and to mm-hmm. take that and to bring it forward in a much more dramatic way Correct. than the traditional system, which maybe has left you with a couple weeks vacation and a little bit of cash over here in, in the bank. 401k 
that you don't even know what it's invested in because you're not even the 401k Eileen because this pandemic this pandemic has made people rethink whether they understand what's happening to their money how accessible is it are they going to get dinged they're learning the lesson of sound money of the fundamentals of money mm-hmm fiat currency storage of value asset wealth generation they're learning this by the seat of their pants and here's what makes me very very nervous regulation is coming in and i'm absolutely look i'm absolutely pro aligning the space so that it's able for people to not get wrecked right but there is a level of sovereignty that one also has to understand that we're not dead yet. You know, we're not <laughs> dead. Come on, we're not dead yet. We have, if we allow our brains to not develop and not critically think further, then Eileen, we're dumbing ourselves down. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where the generational comes into play because you, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not going to be the super, super young because they just want digital and they don't even, they're not thinking that far ahead. They're not diving into it the way you need. Correct. And it's not going to be your super, super old people because they already have their wealth or they already have their, their, their instruments in place. But now with 34% of the United States being over 50 years old, that's not a big number of aging Mm -hmm. in Europe. I hope you're sitting down the number of the silver economy, the percentage that's going to be over 60 is 64%. Wow. That's a staggering number. Now, mind you, that's Europe. But if you could see this, the dynamics of that in Europe, inevitably, you will see that in the U.S. Because here's the biggest thing. Tell me how many older generations or kids are taking care of them. Well, I don't even know. I mean. Because you don't hear about it. Because most of the 30-somethings are busy living their life and their career, and they're not really thinking about the impact of what will happen to their parents, and their parents have pensions, right? Right. Their parents have pensions. What happens when an economy goes tits up? Pardon my French. Well, and I think you layer on top of that, if someone's taking care of the family and the parents, more often than not, it's women. It's women who are taking care of their parents, maybe simultaneously while they're taking care of their own kids. And they're in that, what they call that middle place. Yeah. And the, the time and the space for them to learn and educate themselves on something so fundamental as their money, it, it just goes out the window. And it's the, the shame in all that, I think, is that that's the most critical thing. If you can understand that, then you can actually solve a lot of the other problems that you're dealing with. Absolutely. Because it's a mindset. Like I help women professionals take the overwhelm out of learning this within a time frame mm-hmm. that they don't have to go into the deep details, right. but they're still, intelli- they're still intelligent enough to understand it, but they don't want to go. So- they don't need to do it all themselves. You know what I'm saying? These women are women that probably have you know, maybe some money in a bank account that's earning no interest, right? No interest. But, the, but then what's it doing there? What's it doing in the bank if it's not earning an interest? Right. 
Because in the central banking system, the money is being lent out on the back end and the bank is earning a percentage on your money. <laughs> so at some point, once you understand that dynamics, wouldn't you like to have the choice to be able to take that in your own hands and be like, well, you know what? I'm going to lend it to who I want to lend it to. Not who someone tells me because it gives you back freedom of choice, right? Because then it says, okay, well, I'm going to align my values with where I put my asset or my money, you know, my, my currency, my fiat. And I think this is where the digital currencies are really giving a, um, a whole new paint job on that space, you know, because it's saying, all right, if I could learn something and maybe put, have it in a space where like, for example, Swan Bitcoin, you know, can I, you know, purchase Bitcoin, put it into a space and do some dollar cost averaging and allow my hundred dollars to go in there instead of a bank because it's a deflationary asset. So if it's a deflationary asset, that means if you put $100 in now, you imagine what that's going to be worth in 10 years. But now it goes back to how many of these women have the bandwidth to go into relearning and relearning the whole concept of economics and the economic models that are out there to be able to understand this, right? When I did my MBA, I learned about corporate finance. I learned about accounting principles. I learned about reading a balance sheet. And it was at that point that I was like, man, this, this needs to go to more people. However, you just said it before, Eileen, children, partners, jobs, christenings, birthday parties, engagements, uh, divorces, uh, deaths, you know, marriages, they get, the life just keeps on going. And it really takes the the mindset and the willingness to want to embark on this journey because it's a journey and it's not an instant fix. It's not a quick fix and it doesn't solve all problems, but it will help you navigate the experience for yourself. And as you said, your kids, your grandkids, because that is where women will always think about their family. Mm -hmm. They will. And even if they don't have children, they will still think of their extended and family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same thing with me. Focus all the time. And these are the things that I want to support and help women learn. Specifically, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Hispanic woman mm -hmm. because there is a statistic that the lowest paid employee in the United States for women is the Hispanic woman. And that for me is really sad to hear because there, we have to do better. You know, we, we have to do better. And it starts in the education. Mm -hmm. And it also starts in the education of the children. You know, it goes back to the more modern version of a lemonade stand. You know, now the modern version of a lemonade stand is Itzy or even uh, social commerce on TikTok. On Instagram, this is your modern version of a lemonade stand. But why is it so frowned upon that no one talks about money and investing to kids, teenagers? Why doesn't anyone get them inspired about this topic? And I think it was something in one of the podcasts that I heard, and I think it was Satya's podcast, her conversation, because she's also Canadian. 
It's a very, very different context when you have a social system that takes care of your health care. And the United States has a very, very different system than Canada. So in some ways, there's a lot more inner cities in the United States. There's a lot more division of power in the United States. There is a huge, huge gender and race issue going on in the United States. So I think being over 300 million people, one can assume that it could resonate to some degree, but the reality is, is how do you solve a problem with the same minds that have created it? Mm -hmm. And at this point right now, that's a, that's one of my favorite quotes and paraphrase from Albert Einstein. You can't solve the problem with the same mind that created it. So we are going into a future of money, future of digital currency being disrupted by new, new minds, mm -hmm. right? New ways of looking at a, a new, problem. A new approach. However, you now see institutions and traditional institutions and financial instruments creeping into the space, bringing in old ideology and trying to put it onto a new decentralized way of engaging. And of course, like I said, there's going to be a happy balance probably between both of them. And I don't see... I don't see them knocking each other out anytime in the near future, but I do observe the marketplaces in fintech mm -hmm. and technology itself because I'm a technical consultant. And I've been around this space since 2011 when I heard about Bitcoin and I thought it, I just ignored it. I mean, I went to a wellness conference and I heard it in passing and they were giving it away at the time. They couldn't even give it. I mean, they were just giving it away for free. I, so but how, do, how are they giving it away at a wellness conference? I still don't Because know. it was chiropractic. It was all like alternative providers. And oh, if okay. you imagine what Satya was saying, which was really lovely, there is a consciousness about this as well as a senior yoga teacher, right? There's a consciousness about this, that there is an imbalance that needs to be, a, needs to come back in balance because we've moved too far into an imbalanced state that we now are at a point where we are all going to suffer if we don't pull it back. You know, climate. <laughs> oh, climate. You know, uh, AI. You know, we're just going so far off the rails that if we don't start to pull some of this back and sort of see where we could, as a community, address some of these issues in a more transparent way, you know, then what could we say? You know, I mean, yeah. so what are we doing? Go you ahead. said for you, you you were in this space. You kind of saw it or heard it in 2011. Yep. And and what did you do? What did you do? I, I just I just was like, OK, <laughs> meaning I, I just like listened to it. And I was like, it sounded very interesting because I, I came from the context of being a consultant and a yoga teacher. And it was post 9-11. But ironically, it, it raised an ear, like an, a dog gets an ear raised. It raised an ear because I knew very close people in my network that were affected by the Ponzi scheme that Bernie Madoff was part of in New York City that right. collapsed the whole market. Right, right. You remember that in 2008? I do. I do. And that was about the time that the white paper came out. So when I see what Satoshi Nakamoto was writing and the double spend problem that was solved, I was like, hmm, because you see now, now that's why 2011, my ear went up 
Now, mind you, my ear went up because I was in New York at the time of that, but I was busy working and I had seen the marketplace in tech move away from the US and start to migrate across the pond. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And across the pond is because I went over to Europe to start freelancing and working around SAP in Europe, London, no, no less. And I was like, you know, okay, I see some, some, I see some things as I was traveling back and forth. So I, I saw some, I saw some things that raised my strategic eye brow, you know, like I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And having coming from a background of forecasting for a large fashion brand in the United States um, market leader, no less, I saw some trends that no one else was catching. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting to me. Let me just, let me just keep on, uh, you know, it's in my hat. It's in my, it's in my currents, but I wasn't really diving so deep into it, especially because I was already in tech and I understood what it was doing from a functional perspective, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily formulating in a full picture yet. Mm-hmm. So over the course of the years, I ended up hearing about it again, once or twice in Europe. Because I had friends that used to travel to Thailand for holiday. And I was like, hmm, this is coming up again. And now I'm now getting more curious, right? And so it's coming from a different direction too. It's Correct. not coming yeah. from the same direction. So you're, yeah. you're starting to get so fed from different approaches. Exactly. So now I'm hearing it in a different context. I'm like, okay, some, this is something. And because I've, I was a tra- I'm a traveling Bikram teacher, so I'm a traveling hot yoga teacher. So most of my career of Bikram has been a traveling teacher alongside my career in tech, which is what's allowed me to have this sort of my other Twitter handle, which is Real Crypto Yoga. So that's my other Twitter handle that I'm building as well, because there is, there is also an interesting story in that space as well, which I could share in a moment. But, you know, to kind of fast forward it a teensy bit, you figure I completed my MBA in 2012 and one of my, my under, my undergrad, as you would say, or my minor of that MBA was finance, but my major of that MBA was entrepreneurism. So now I started to sort of put two and two together when my corporate finance professor was saying, you know what, at some point, the economic models are going to have to be readdressed, readdressed because as we move more into tech and AI, most of these analytical and financial jobs are going to go away. They're going to go to the technology. And everyone, except for me, was like, no, it's not going to happen. And I'm like, mm, that's going to happen. I was like, <laughs> I mean, because I, I had a strategic forecasting head from working in fashion, right? That used to think 18 months in advance. I was like, this man has a point. And he was from Toronto, but he was Chinese. And he was just like, this is going to happen sooner than you think. And that was 10 years ago. So now when I started to hear this, and then I started to wonder, what are they teaching people in the United States in education, right? So now I'm thinking to myself, I didn't learn some of this stuff in my uni. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking to myself, what are they teaching them? What are the university students being, what are they learning right now? Are they really learning the fundamentals of economic models, like just to understand micro and macroeconomics, right? And when he said that in 2011 and 12, I was like, okay, hmm, there's something interesting going on. Now I'm now sewing it together because I'm a strategist. Now I'm sewing it together, right? 
And then I just, I, I kept consulting and teaching yoga and traveling around teaching yoga and, and doing that work while still keeping one ear on one side and sort of still doing what I needed to do to make the ends, just to make the bills, like to make the bills. And that's a quote unquote, make the bills is something that is a really interesting mindset that happens from the United States when you grow up, not understanding money. You make the bills, living paycheck to paycheck, right? And I experienced that humbly and vulnerably overseas again. And now from a different set of lenses, not being a national of the country, right? And it was at that point where I had a contract for work where I went on burnout. What do you mean by you went on burnout? Well, the unique thing about Netherlands is that it actually does have protection for burnout, which means there's two types of burnout. There's a burnout that is from being overworked. And when I say overworked, the burnout, well, not two types of burnout. It's probably interpreted two ways. There's a physical burnout that you're just overworked and you can't go anymore and you just fall apart, right? <laughs> In the United States, I don't know what happens with burnout because the U.S. doesn't really recognize burnout, right? Yeah. It doesn't recognize burnout. In Europe, they do recognize burnout. But the burnout is different here. The burnout that I experienced here was, is more of a mental burnout where it's a manipulation tactic as well. And there's a lot of money lost in the EU from this. And that manipulation tactic is coming from the old way of managing people. And I don't know if you would remember, um, you know, like when we were kids, you know, I was bullied as a child. So I understand what it's like to be bullied, right? So let's say that the burnout that they're describing in Europe is actually coming from an older version, an elder version of burnout, which means you're, you're older, but the mannerisms of what happened when you were younger are still being done in office spaces. I don't know if that was clear. I, I can, I, I understand what you're saying. Yes. And I, it's interesting that you say this because I, I have a friend who just recently took a leave from her job because she couldn't do it anymore. And she, she it was one of those things where she called in sick for a day and then it turned into two days. And then she said, I can't go back. I can't, I, I know we need this income, but I just can't go back there. I can't do this. And her husband was like, we'll figure it out. Let, let's and not- that's a great husband. Yeah. That's an amazing husband because what she may have been experiencing is the fact that People are pushing on employees really heavy these days because they're expecting, they're expecting the, they're thinking that by pushing on the employee, they're going to get more of an output. And I remember back in the day, and I could be aging myself now, but I'll let it go. (laughs) I remember back in the day when you took a salaried job, you took a salaried job because you were getting salaried to do the job that you were hired for. And as you continued to get more knowledge and get better at your job, your hours would get decreased, right? 
Your hours mm-hmm. would go, go down a little bit because you already know your job now, right? But that gave you the freedom to learn something new, right? And that was what it meant to be having a salary job. And as you progressed and you got more skills, your salary would go up. But that's not how it's done anymore. No, people are overworked and they're, the salary actually leads to a lower paying job because if you convert it to an hourly rate, the more right. hours they work, the less they're actually making by the hour. Correct. Exactly. And that is in essence, humbly, what I think your friend experienced was, is that this is also what's happening post-pandemic, right? Not to jump around, but post-pandemic, this is what's happening. People are now, you know, like, why do I go back to work if like, you know, the unemployment insurance is covering me and it's more than what I'm making in, the, in wherever I'm working. And that's a dangerous thing as well, right? Mm-hmm. But let's go back to that epiphany that happened very similar to your friend. And it was at that point that for sake of my sanity, I went to start studying again. I started researching more and more about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and the decentralized tech that sits underneath it. And it was at that point that I said, maybe there's something in here that I could figure out. So I used it as a bit of therapy to keep my brain growing. And I just kept on going like Forrest Gump. (laughs) That's it. I just kept like, I fell in love with it. I was like, wow, I was able to read smart contract code and I never coded a smart contract in my life. I was able to read, understand the double spend problem because I've been working with SAP for over 15 years. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. Why didn't I see this sooner? And then I just went all in. And when I say all in, I'm more speaking of the fact that it was that point I went diligently in to sort out how to understand it, where I could find my skills to apply the skills into the space so that I could do a lateral move into that space. And that's literally what I've been doing since, <laughs> since 2017, 2018. That's what I've been doing nonstop. And then welcome to the world of a pandemic. (laughs) So who would have thought something that I started in 1718 would have actually been able to help me at least navigate what I'm going through right now, which is also pretty heavy Mm -hmm. because I also opened up a yoga studio or I tried to open up a yoga studio before pandemic before all this kind of just threw everything mm-hmm. to a tizzy right <laughs> yes and now at the end of the day it's like so now I'm like I feel like a bit like Marie Forleo in some ways because I remember taking her when she was a crunch instructor and you know I, I know Marie Forleo's story to the point that I know the one bit that sticks in my head is she came from having a hundred hundred fifty thousand in debt and started her business and just went straight straight didn't you know she was just like I'm gonna do this And I feel like I'm embodying a bit of her personality where I'm just going to do this. Mm -hmm. And it takes tenacity. It takes people to believe in you. It takes people that support you. It just takes that connectedness to community and social to get you uplifted, to have the strength to do that. And as women, we need to support each other. And I think what's happening now is that there's also quite a lot of um, toxicity in the space as well now, not only with men, but with women. There is some cattiness in the space, which is showing up as well. And 
I just don't leverage it. I don't do that. I more see that there's a lot of women that need to learn this space and how could I serve? How could I continue to help women educate themselves, uplift themselves, understand how to navigate the space of Bitcoin, understand what it does, read these papers, read them. I've done two summaries of the Bitcoin standard of the Bitcoin white paper. I've done a summary of the Ethereum white paper now. So you see, there are elements that I'm just keep on writing. And the challenge for me, Eileen, is how do I break into the minds of these women for them to realize that it isn't in my tone? It's not in my tone. Look for the content Mm -hmm. because it goes to look at all those teachers that were a stand for me when I was younger, pushed me. I came from Catholic school and they were not easy on me. (laughs) Yeah. And they were not so, oh, baby, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Or, Or let me package it up really pretty for you. Oh, no, Lord, no. This is not a space where it's going to be easy to align with someone that's going to package it up really pretty. And I could say very authentically why. This is a very, this is a space you're going to need to start critically thinking. So how did you start teaching others? How did that come about? That was just by fluke. (laughs) It got by fluke because it started to do, I started to just hang out with friends. When I was hanging out with friends in Europe, we started talking about it and we used to go to dinners and we just kept on engaging. We started sharing with a close network of people. I started teaching myself how to do crypto crypto digital asset management by being part of discords of those companies that are doing this type of work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not financial advice. It's always do your own research and do your critical thinking. Trust, you know, don't trust verify as some people say, but I'm also like, look, trust yourself. And if you can't trust yourself, don't expect someone else to answer that question for you. You need to sort that out in your mindset first then, because this should, this is not the space for you if you're not able to trust yourself, because then you're going to be deflecting the responsibility of your decision and choice to someone else. And now that's going to blame and shame another person. And that's, in my opinion, bullshit. Because if you, if one cannot take responsibility for their own learning and their own actions, you can't deflect that on someone else. No one's pushing your hand to press those buttons. You're no, doing it yourself. You have to start with ownership. You have to own your decisions and your correct. And, and absolutely, that, and that comes back to, you know, all your decisions, but particularly focused on your money and your financial assets. You have to absolutely own what that is and where that is, and then you correct from there. And now we're working in a new space, right? And the sovereignty around this is before you pass the responsibility to your investment bankers, right? But just rewind to 2008, 2009 financial crisis. That's what people did. They deferred to their financial advisors and investment bankers. And I know people that have lost their whole retirement, Mm -hmm. inclusive parts of mine. So when you see this, I am just taking a stand for education and learning and keeping the brain vital. This is how you keep the brain alive. So this is like the new version of solving a crossword puzzle for me. (laughs) This is my new version. (laughs) This is my new version of Sudoku, right? This is the new version of Sudoku. But it's such a great time to be alive and experiencing it because we're experiencing that we're experiencing it happening firsthand. Yeah, real time. And I, a lot of people have made a, a correlation to when the internet started. 
It, absolutely, because they're correct. It's I've seen web one, web two, and now we are on web three. So you are at, they are correct. And I was part of all three of those. I am now going to web three and web three is going to be decentralized and it will make it in some ways we hope uncensorable. And I think we could all know little examples in our world where there's censorship, we leave it at that. But when you start to imagine this ecosystem with Bitcoin and Ethereum being the grandfather and the grand and the son, just look at it that way. Bitcoin's a grandfather and Ethereum's a son. Just leave it like that. And then the grandchildren are all those projects that are being built on all those blockchains, right? So if you look at it in that context, you could see that there's over 7,000 projects going on in every one of these projects. It's like a huge race, horse race. You can't have all of them winning. Mm-hmm. You can't, but you will have the top dogs, the top horses, right? And if you look at it in that context, you need to do your own research because one of the biggest things that's going to align all these projects is their community and how strong their community is and who their founders are and how intelligent and how knowledgeable they are in the processes that they're disrupting. So how do you teach others if, if someone comes to you and says, I don't know anything about this, where do I start? Where do you, where do you point them to start? <laughs> Normally they'll come into clubhouse and they'll come into one of the rooms I'm, I'm doing for free or talking about for free, which I do. And then if they want to go further, they always have the option to take my programs or have a discovery call with me. And then I could have a conversation with them on their learning path because it is a journey of learning. And everyone learns differently, but I've done group sessions live. I've done group sessions online. I do one-to-ones. I, I do customized um, trainings. I also, I also do other mindset coachings around embodying just understanding of getting out of your head. Because from the context of yoga, many people are in their heads and they need to get out of their heads and into the body. And into the body, they feel that energy of anxiety the energy of anxiety that may come from like, oh my God, COVID's happened. What do I do? So basically to, to reiterate, the main way that they come in is I do a lot of rooms on Clubhouse where I talk about cryptocurrency and the education around Bitcoin basics, wallets, security, et cetera. DeFi basics, what is DeFi, et cetera, et cetera. People follow me in there and then they come and I do rooms in there. However, I'm also seeing that there's a lot of disparity in how much beginner is to someone that knows more and everyone learns it different ways. So I'm now developing a curriculum online that will just be the four basics. There is misinformation out there. You mentioned um, Miami and because that's where we met, right? And that's yes, where correct. we start. I Bitcoin mean, conference. <laughs> no, just to, sitting at a table, having tacos, starting a conversation. Loved it. Super it was fun. fantastic. And I, I feel like it was just meant to be that we would meet each other and have this wonderful conversation over lunch and then to be able to continue it like this. Um, but Sort of fireside chatty, which yeah, I love. Like that's, yeah. I prefer... I actually prefer doing some trainings like that on Clubhouse is more like the fireside chat where we bring up these questions. Everyone's a lot more relaxed because if the brain is in high beta, 
And that's where I put my yoga meditation and yoga therapy hat on. If the brain's in high beta, you can't put information in anymore. So this is heavy stuff. So if your brain is stressed and you've got a lot of things going on, that's not the time to pay attention to this. No, I agree. But it's also hard to find the time to, to make that space in your day, in your life. Um, And I do think there's a lot there. So if, if you can just find a little, just consume a little bit each day and then build on it, it's almost mm-hmm. like learning a yoga practice, right? Where you, you're not going to be able to sit down and do an hour of yoga, but if you can find no, you come every 10 day. minutes and you do all of a sudden you can see that strength building and your balance growing. And I think there's a similarity to learning about something as, as big as Bitcoin that you have to give yourself time and be patient and just follow the natural rhythm of your learning and that you will learn much quicker over a time period if you do it organically but back to your your intention with with you know us talking in miami and then your desire to want to see more women in the space and have more conversations what do you see that looking like well i think the interesting part for me how i visualize that right now is really transforming the lives of a billion women by educating them in the space by whatever means is available for them to learn. So whether it's a a webinar, whether it's a Zoom holding hands and working with them, I've done done things, I've done sessions like that, which are really nice because those are more like fireside sessions. I tend to work and enjoy working one-to-ones and also small groups, because this material is pretty heavy and it's technical. So in some ways, it's better to do it repetitively mm-hmm. in smaller groups and then allow people to sort of build up the knowledge and keep on coming back. And then also by that, they would introduce other people, that other women that would come in. And by that, you'd have the network effect. But they all work together as a group. And that would be my perfect... I love that. Yeah. People want to find you or learn more from you where, what are the best resources for people to locate you and connect with you so they can learn? That is super, super simple. Follow me on the clubhouse. If you're a clubhouse member at the crypto coach, follow me at Twitter at the crypto coach and also the crypto coach.co has a landing page where they can fill out their email and their information and I will get back to them and I will see what kind of interest. And I think one of the things that I've been really desiring to do, which is why I shared in the beginning, I got the Twitter handle at real crypto yoga is because I'm marrying the two together to help people understand it. And I think what I've just really created right now with you and thank you so much, Eileen, for holding space for this conversation and the strategy of visualizing it is my vision right now to bring to life. And I'm just ladies, just tell me who's coming. I would like to make this event in Greece together with yoga and get at least like 50 women in there. And I mm-hmm. actually have a location where I could do it. That's and not only wonderful. Them, not only teach them yoga and med- or meditation and a little bit mm-hmm. of yoga, but just break out the sessions where we could sit and and study and do in a more relaxed environment. Because I'm, as a software trainer that I've done in in my career as well, 
is that you need the brain to be relaxed through this to sink in. And I think that's the biggest challenge that many of these people are, are taking in too much information on the computers at too much of a high speed and it's not settling. There's no it, time to process. It goes back to your burnout, but in a different way and it becomes overwhelmed and, and then Correct. you can't process it. And that's actually what's happening now is that I'm getting a sense that I am more on the alpha female side. So when women come, they either get scared they, or they get combative or they get frustrated or they just give up. And I would rather see them step into the uncomfortableness, step in, step in and just take it a little slower and maybe just, hey, can we take it just a little slower? I am always happy to take it a little slower because for me, if one woman walks away knowing this knowledge, she will bring more women. And then now we've created a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And for that ripple effect to happen, women have to recognize that the investment that it takes in their financial freedom and their divine wealth creation has to be something where they could take ownership of and they have someone that's going to hold their hand and let them fly at some point. Well, thank you for, I mean, I love that analogy. I love that visual. And I personally, I just want to thank you for the work that you're doing in the space and you're welcome. the energy you're bringing to it. I think it's, it's a pretty amazing what you've done and where you're headed. And um, I look forward to supporting you and connecting. Oh, please you. do. We will. I mean, I already have, I, I'm literally talking with Mexico right now as well. So that, that retreat or that program may actually happen in Cancun first. So it may not happen in Greece first. It may happen in Cancun. Well, and be, I think it can travel and evolve over time. Like Exactly. And I think I just really want to make sure that no woman at any level of her life cannot be able to leave something for her family, something, even for herself, because we also have to recognize that we don't know if us, as we get older, will there be support for us financially to be able to take care of ourselves as we get mm -hmm. older, right? Yes. So I think there's a, a huge component of that that is about transforming the mindset and really taking the opportunity now while you can and you have the ability to just bite the bullet and just say, as Mel Robbins, one of my favorite podcasters, just five, four, three, two, one it. And just, you know, don't think twice, you know, send an email, tell me your interest. Right. And then from there, you know, let's see what we could do. Maybe I'm finishing up the summaries of the Bitcoin standard, the Bitcoin white paper and the Ethereum white paper, just some simple summaries, nothing dramatic, kind of a little bit techy, but are those on your the website that you mentioned the the landing page is that information um, i might pin them i will probably pin them to my twitter feed oh uh, that's a good idea okay that's so that people idea. could just grab right. it there which gives me a chance to put them somewhere because my website's being redesigned and reset up so right now it's a landing page but it's still in process of being redesigned and stuff okay great well, thank you again for your time today. I really love working with you. We'll, we'll definitely connect some more and keep. Oh, going. absolutely. And, you know, just keep on, keep on studying, keep on asking questions, be curious. All right. Stay it's tuned. Then. Stay exactly. Tuned. Well, Eileen, it has been a pleasure and thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And really appreciate you and your listeners and just, they're really amazing. And I hope they really take the initiative to sort of reach out those that feel they resonated with the conversation. Feel free. Great. Thank you. We'll have a beautiful Bitcoin day.
You're welcome. Have a great one. Bye. Thanks. Bye. I really enjoyed this conversation. So I encourage all of you to go out there and do the things that you're meant to do. Contribute, give back. Don't worry about if it's right or perfect. Just take that leap, take some action, and put your thoughts into action.